eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at gopowercat.com. And I'm Scott Jason with fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW's TV show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by FlintHillsAuto.com. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man to my right is Scott Jason of Fog.net. On a very somber night mm -hmm. in the world of sports, we will discuss Kobe Bryant's passing a little bit later in the show, but wow. I mean, wow. And what's sad about it is you can't trust the first reports anymore. So many people have faked the death with the tweet or something mm -hmm. of celebrities. You now, you just got to be real patient. And yeah. Until it's verified. I think that's one of the hardest things to do when something like this happens is just to be patient, let everything come out. But yeah, certainly, certainly a tragedy and, and obviously the way no one wanted to begin their Sunday and, and certainly our, our thoughts are with their family. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13 and of course answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions at the drive And remember if you ever miss an episode of the drive you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com and fog.net. And we start things off with our two minute drill. Our two minute drill is sponsored by Hands. They've been expecting you now. Let's eat. Scott, Kansas is down to two big men at the moment, at least for one more game. How did the five guard lineups look against Tennessee, and can they be better at Oklahoma State? Just a little correction there. Not down to two big men, down to one big man. Okay. Because with down the, with two the, big men. Down two, yeah, with, with the suspension. Right and I, I mean, for Yudoka Zabuki, it's kind of unbelievable because here's a guy who lost so much weight. Uh, you know, some people, I, he has actually said like 40 or 50 pounds. His listing has only changed by about like 10 or 15 pounds. So probably somewhere in the middle, but, but he lost a lot of weight to put himself in shape for his senior season. And the result of that is before this last game, he had played 31 or more minutes in four straight games. Now, this was a guy who had averaged something like 20 to 24 minutes in each of his first two seasons. So that helps a lot, right, when you have this game where you only have one big man and you go to your five-guard lineup and, boom, you get outscored by 10 points almost instantly. Uh, in that stretch. You know, Azabuki got into foul trouble in this game. He picked up a second foul about midway through that first half. And like I said, Tennessee instantly went on a run. KU tried to put Tristan and Aruna, who was only about an inch shorter and maybe 20 pounds lighter than the Tennessee big. They tried to put him at the five. The problem is he doesn't know the plays from yeah. the five. He, he's a wing. He's a three most of the time. So he's not going to know how to run the plays on offense from the five. It's going to be awkward with him defending that position. He actually picked up a moving screen right away because, again, 
how many times is this guy screening in the in the KU basketball offense? He's normally a guy uh, you would want with the ball in his hand. So to answer the question, I, I would say yes. The, the five guard lineups have to be much better. But the easier remedy to that is is maybe Yudoka Azubuki doesn't get in foul trouble. His career high is 35 minutes played. He recently did that in a game at Texas just a few games back. He's played 34 minutes going back to his sophomore year. I believe it was the second game of the season. KU learned they didn't have Billy Preston and Azubuki goes out and plays 34 minutes. So he's done it when he's needed to. But it's those silly fouls, reaching in on a rebound, doing things you just can't do. He's got to avoid those, or KU's going to fall at Oklahoma State. His game's really good right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just really impressive to watch him. And, you know, I think people still define him by those first two seasons. He's in shape. He's more mobile. He's a better defender, better scorer. It's just really fun to watch him. Yeah, I, th I think defense is probably that biggest area. Bill Self has now elevated him to say he doesn't know if there's a better big man defender around. And... After the, game, uh, after the game the other day, he said in the country, maybe not even a better defender. And that's high praise from a guy who doesn't give defensive compliments. He doesn't give those lightly. Go find the guy in Canada who's better. <laughs> he didn't say North America. That's true. That's a very good point. Uh, well, Fitz, K-State went to Alabama to play its game in the Big 12 SEC Challenge and lost 77-74. to 74. Losing close games is a trend for this K-State team. Why is that? Yeah, well, they just don't have enough tools. They really don't. They don't have enough ability to finish off games like this. It's been frustrating to watch K-State down the stretch. This was an interesting game. K-State, of course, played a little shorthanded without Antonio Gordon, uh, who was suspended due to the melee in Allen Fieldhouse. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, and this is a roster that doesn't have many bodies on it right now, at least players able to play. Uh, although James Love seemed very fit. <laughs> at the end of that KU game, yeah. even though he's injured right now. Good first step. Yeah, no, really, really quick, <laughs> as quick as I've ever seen him. Mike McGurl came back from his concussion, so that helped a little bit. But what didn't help were turnovers, and K-State just turned the ball over in some crucial times. They played really well in the first half. In fact, K-State led by one point at halftime. And then the start of the second half was really the problem, more than the finish of the game. The Wildcats fell behind by 16 points. Uh, as they just really went flat. And then all of a sudden they found themselves again and made a really significant run and got this game to one point on three different possessions and could not make that definitive play. It was a turnover, a missed shot, uh, just didn't value possessions enough. And that's really the story of this team, Scott. They don't value crucial possessions as well as you need to. Uh, when you're down the stretch, you can't turn the ball over. You have to know exactly, be definitive about what kind of shots you want. And even when K-State was within four points with a little more than a minute to go, they were chucking up wild three-pointers like it was about the buzzer. They just didn't, mm -hmm. this, these upperclassmen aren't you know, finite enough in their game to really deliver victories for this team. Uh, but I'll say this, this team played extremely hard and you haven't been able to say that about the Wildcats all season long. And I think that was a really good sign for K-State mm -hmm. that even though they were down one of their freshmen, one of their freshmen who's a real high activity guy, they did play fairly well. I know it seems like I'm saying it's a moral victory, but Alabama's a pretty good team yeah. this year. And, and to go on the road and hang by three and really have a chance to win it, 
Uh, it's a good sign, but boy, they got to figure out how to win these games. Yeah, you, you do have to figure out, you know, how to win, and sometimes that only comes with losing. It's it's something no one wants to hear. Moral victories is another one of those words that I think a lot of fan bases cringe at, especially if you haven't been very good for a long time. Still, I, I think there's reason to be positive, yeah. big picture wise, with Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, I mean, you just don't flip a switch and turn around. Mm -hmm. You sometimes have to take those steps forward. Yeah. Well, let's look back to the events Tuesday night at Allen Fieldhouse. KU easily won the game, but the May at the game's end stole the headlines and led to four players being suspended. Fitz, start with you. Big, did the Big 12 get this right? 12 for DeSosa and yeah. everyone down from there. Yeah, really. Eight for James Love, who I'm not sure will ever play again. I mean, he's got chronic foot issues. I think he was probably getting close to coming back. And uh, now, I mean, with uh, there's five more games. 13 more guaranteed for the season. So if he's not suspended within the next five games, he's not going to play at all or, or not off injured reserve in the next five games. This was a mess. And really what happened here is from the moment that uh, DeSosa stood over um, Gordon here, it just escalated. Everything that took place kept mm -hmm. escalating. We saw a surge of people. And then Antonio Gordon right there gives a big shove. Down goes DeSosa. And then it really escalates. Yeah. It, this was ugly. I think of anything, they were they were too light on their punishments. I think everyone could have had a couple more games added in. You think uh, all four? Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I do. Um, I, I was a little stunned at, at at the lower end how low they were. The the most you know there was a lot of punches thrown there by D'Souza, but he didn't really connect anything. I mean, he looked like me in a fight, just kind of flailing about. Uh. Uh, James Love looked like a Frankenstein. He was just <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. It was. It was, as fights go, it wasn't really a good fight. I'm now picturing you fighting Frankenstein, so that's it. <laughs> that's, that's a good view. Uh, it, it just, it, the whole thing was so disappointing mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because both teams were wrong. I, I'm sick of the fan bases trying to assess blame all to the other side. Both teams were wrong here. They all screwed up. Uh, and the guys were punished for it. Yeah, no, I, I actually completely agree with you, and, and I would say this. I actually thought the Big 12 nailed it. I, I You know, if you want to say add on an extra game or two, I, I agree with yeah. that. And look, some KU fans are mad because, well, DeSosa's only getting 12 games because the K-State game is 11 games away. Here's what I say to that. You lose the right to pick your punishment when you put yourself in a position to be punished. That's what punishments are. They're supposed to discourage you from doing the thing you did again, and they're not supposed to feel great. No one should walk away from this being like, wow, I, I really like that punishment. That's the that perfect, you know, you nailed it, and I'm... No, it, they're supposed to be harsh. They're supposed to be severe. I actually think the Big 12 got it right, which has made both KU and K-State fans mad at me this week. Awesome. That's always... That, you know you're doing it right when everyone <laughs> is mad at you, mm -hmm. including my wife. I don't know why she's <laughs> mad at you. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. Poll questions are brought to you by... Film at 11, your go fast, look good, play hard, custom shop. Well, last week's question was, how many Super Bowl rings will Patrick Mahomes win during his NFL career? We look at the results, 0, 5%, good, good job, 95% of you, one Super Bowl ring, 15%, two Super Bowl rings, 30%, half of you think he will win three or more. I, I picked D because I thought it would be like 77 rings. Mm-hmm. He's going to win. Will they a give lot. out multiple per? No, he's just going to play a long oh, time. Oh, okay. That's that what sense. I'm going with. Here's this week's question. Number one, Baylor hasn't lost since falling to Washington in the second game of the season. When will the Bears ah, lose next? <laughs> Here's your answers. These next four games are your choices. You're going to do sound effects for every mascot? <laughs> hey, at Iowa State on the 29th. Whew, B, I'm not doing it, versus TCU 
um, on the 1st of February. They come to K-State for a mini Monday on the 3rd of February. Then they play host to Oklahoma State on the 8th. Those are four of the worst teams in the conference. TCU's doing okay, though. Let's not slight them. Or E, they'll win their next four games. Vote at thedriveshow.com. I know every team in the Big 12 plays every day. Baylor's starting hard and having that like back-to-back Texas Tech KU stretch. Now it feels like they're going to get to coast for a little bit. Yeah, KC's not going to coast for a mm-hmm. while. We'll get to that in the second segment. Well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on The Drive. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Hands. They've been expecting you. Now let's eat. Devon Dotson has continued to play through a hip injury but still poured in 22 points on Saturday. Scott, what do you make of the point guard and how he's playing right now for the Hawks? Well, he's playing at a high level. He's playing hurt, playing through what the team is called a hip pointer. And, you know, it, it was so interesting that Saturday's game against Tennessee to me was one of, it, it was it was kind of a confusing performance because at times he was really moving the ball well. This is a guy who has struggled at times uh, with his decision-making, with his accuracy on passing, especially lobs, which you just saw there, especially throwing it to big men, just throwing it into the post. And when this game started, Yudoka Azubuki, again, he's the lone big in the game. You might expect him to coast a little bit. No, he was screaming, clapping for the ball, and he was wide open for it. There is not a better basketball player in the country one-on-one than Yudoka Azubuki two feet from the basket. He's seven feet right. tall. He's 250 pounds. He's going to turn and dunk it. He shoots 80% from the field. That's, but that's where he gets his offense from. So for KU to miss him as many times as they did, I think led to a lot of frustration. But then he picked it up. Then it, his passing got going. It was actually a stretch where he, he checked out of the game after a finish at the rim. It looked like he dinged his hip. He checked out of the game for a minute, and KU gave up six straight points on two straight possessions. He comes back in, delivers an assist to an Ochaibaji three, then he scores at the rim on the next possession. Late in the game, he made three clutch free throws. He also had this kind of runner-type jumper in the lane to, uh, to put them up six points with maybe five minutes left. At times, this was the best game Devon Dotson has played in his career. He was locked in, he was getting to the rim, and he was stopping the uh, kind of stopping the bleeding when things weren't working. You know, that's been a knock against him uh, this year is when things aren't going well for KU. A lot of the times you look at Devon Dotson and say, oh, that's why they're not going well. You think about that, you know, the plays down the stretch at Villanova. This was a game where it was the opposite. Things started going poorly and Devon Dotson said, hold on, I'm going to right the ship. I'm going to settle things. You saw it with his passing. You saw it with his scoring. And I think defensively he can get to another gear. I think that's more related to injury. He's one of the best players in the nation. Ken Palm actually has him as the top uh, atop the National Player of the Year rankings, but I think that's more based on statistics and team success than anything else. He's a great player, just needs to put it all together at the right times. Have you ever had a hip pointer? No, not one. They are not fun. Let's put it this way. If I had a hip pointer, I wouldn't be on the air right now. Mm. I'd be home moaning. He's out there <laughs> running around playing basketball. Yeah, he's a tough kid. He's yeah. a tough kid. 
Well, K-State is now 8-11 and 11 on the season and will face Oklahoma on Wednesday, followed by, get this, games against West Virginia and Baylor. So by any measurement, Fitz, can this season be saved uh, for the Wildcats? Well, you better win that Oklahoma game, and Antonio <laughs> Gordon will be out a couple more games. It's just a really tough part of the schedule right now for Kansas State. I mean, think about it. Uh, they're coming off Kansas in there, then they had the SEC Challenge, and don't forget somehow they beat West Virginia, but that bill will probably come due Saturday <laughs> in Morgantown. I kind of am a little bit scared to see what the Mountaineers do to Kansas State because they certainly look past the Wildcats, and the Wildcats played their best game of the season when they met in Manhattan. Yeah, it's going to be tough here. I mean, winning against Oklahoma, a team they led for most of the game in Norman until, yeah, they blew a lead late and lost a close game. Uh, they really kind of need to get that game, and they need to come out with a sense of urgency on Wednesday night at Bramwich Coliseum. This team is slowly finding itself. It's not like there's uh, an upside that is enormous for this team, and they're just really not playing well. Their upside is being decent, and that's the cold, hard truth. They played out of their minds against West Virginia, but I'm not sure they can replicate, replicate that going down the stretch. What they can do is play with a great deal of energy. They did that at Alabama. And Coach Weber has turned to his newcomers mm -hmm. quite a bit. Now he's lost Antonio Gordon, but he did move Dejuan Gordon into the starting lineup. Cardiz Jada did not start at Alabama, which I thought was very interesting. And, of course, David Sloan is seeing more and more time as this season progresses. So this is a really interesting situation for Kansas State. They need those veterans to be better. I think they shot like 30% from the field when Sneed and Jada mm -hmm. in that Alabama game. But they really need to turn this over to the young guys and say, live and learn, take your losses, take your lumps, and go win some games. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, Baylor and West Virginia are really good. Yeah. Well, but hey. It's Baylor mm -hmm. on Saturday, and, or West Virginia on Saturday and Baylor on Monday. That's tough. That, that's really tough. Yeah. Right? One thing you mentioned, Dejuan Gordon, I, I just wanted to say I was really glad that he was not suspended. I, I saw some people saying he started it, the, the whole altercation by stealing the ball. I, I would actually remind you that immediately before that, like just seconds before, Silvio de Sosa got a huge block at the, uh, at the basket. So he may have been responding to that by saying, oh, you guys are playing, then we're going to play. And then Silvio said, oh, you guys are playing, then we're going to play. And yep. that's, that's All of both that sides. Was, that, it was ill-advised, but it was still part of the game mm -hmm. and now we step out of bounds and it's a sad sad day in sports particularly for anyone who grew up watching the NBA during the Kobe Bryant era of domination Kobe his 13 year old daughter Gianna and and three others now we're hearing others included mm -hmm. maybe as many as nine died Sunday in a helicopter crash outside of Los Angeles Scott is it possible to put into words what Kobe Bryant meant to the world of sports well I think anyone who cares about basketball has an opinion on Kobe Bryant I think Kobe has affected so many different people in terms of you know, I, I grew up, I, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. I, I, that was the team I grew up watching. I hated Kobe Bryant. I couldn't stand him. He, he always hit the shots. He always had that, that look on his face. You never wanted to go up against him. Then I grew to appreciate him. I grew to appreciate him, especially post-basketball when he wasn't eliminating my team from the playoffs. Uh, and, and then just his attention to detail, his mind. You know, there have been a lot of thoughts on this tragedy. That's what it is, a, a tragedy. And, and even some who have you know, kind of talked about, well, should we have this discussion or, or don't necessarily glorify whatever. Look, uh, everyone has flaws. You should certainly never minimize those flaws. Everyone makes mistakes. You should certainly never minimize those mistakes, but you, you still mourn people uh, when they pass. He was a father. His daughter obviously reported to be 
uh, dead with him. It's just absolutely tragic and horrible. I can't imagine uh, what that family is going through. And, yeah. and like we said, his wife have had four daughters. Three of mm -hmm. them we hope have survived. We will hear more as we tape the show. We don't know everyone on board. Mm -hmm. It's an incredibly sad situation. I am not a big NBA guy, but I really do feel for all of you who really do love and cherish Kobe Bryant. My guy was Jordan and Magic and Bird. That's my mm -hmm. era. And Kobe had his own era. And of course, now this is LeBron's time. Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable because he was such a positive person to not only basketball players, but a lot of other people that he crossed paths mm -hmm. with. And he just really uh, turned out to be a pretty special human being who, like all of us, was flawed and mm -hmm. publicly flawed because of his status. Yeah, definitely a, uh, a tragedy. Now, let's move on. Let's hear from the fans. And our fan question this week is about the Super Bowl. What Super Bowl storyline will you guys be tracking this week? That's from Aaron in Topeka. Now, it's, it's interesting because there are three K-State players in this game. Of course, Byron Pringle with the Chiefs and Elijah Lee and DJ Reed with the mm -hmm. 49ers. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, they're all from Snyder 2.0, and all three of them came out early, which hmm. not many guys do off of K-State's team. Uh, so I'll kind of keep an eye on if any of those guys do anything. Yeah, I, I think big picture, the legacy of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You'll hear people say it's the start of a dynasty. You'll hear people say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, he only has one Super Bowl. So many guys never get back. Peyton Manning didn't get back until what, or didn't win a second one until the last year of his career. I think you'll hear that conversation on both sides. I just tell you to enjoy it while you can. If you're a Chiefs fan, whether they win or lose, obviously you'll be hoping they win. I, I think we might be in that same boat. Uh, just in, just enjoy the ride. The Super Bowls are special. Only two teams make it. They, they don't come along. And remember, we will be taping before the game next week mm -hmm. so that we can enjoy the ride <laughs> and watch the game with our friends and family. Yeah, so remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. And when we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now it's time to look at our predictions. The predictions are brought to you by Vanderbilt's, your work boot center. And remember to make your weekly predictions at thedriveshow.com. Here are last week's results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went 3-0. and Viewers went 2-1. and Scott went 1-2. Things are getting tight here <laughs> in the neighborhood. I nailed every, every spread, too. I was really mm -hmm. proud of that. I was more proud of that than yeah. my actual... Okay, here's the thing. We had to pick a spread here that would make me pick Kansas State so we'd have some So we actually put Virginia by 14 and a half. Will K-State lose by less than 15? I say yes, and I still think you're going to be right. I'm taking West Virginia. That's how this happened. We just raised it more and more until, until we would I would take split. Kansas State. And yeah. next is uh, Texas Tech plus four and a half at Kansas. A, a very good line. Thank you. And I'm going to actually take Tech on this. I think this is going to be a competitive game. Uh, I'll take Kansas and not feel great about it. Well, that's why I spend most of my life. <laughs> and our last game of the week is a little thing called the Super Bowl hmm. or the big game. Kansas City minus one versus San Francisco. Is there any doubt who we're taking? 
Chiefs. Sam, no, I'm just kidding. We're both taking the Chiefs. Sanford Chiefs host. Yes, absolutely. Again, make your picks over at thedriveshow.com. And now it's time for our On the Clock segment. And On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One, by local for a strong local community. And we start off with Mr. Scott Chasen of Fog.net. Well, just a quick note here as the, the show runs down. Marcus Garrett, one of the toughest players on the KU team. He dealt with a left ankle injury. He dealt with a right ankle injury at Texas. He had that very scary fall where I think he scared himself a little bit. He came out of the game, came back in and played, but uh, that arena was dead silent. Another fall in the game against Tennessee. Uh, it was a flagrant foul. He was going for a dunk, and it wasn't malicious, but he got hit to the ground. Popped back up. We talked to him after the game. He said he's going to be fine. So That's very good. all good there. It's really tough tough day in the world of sports and uh, I was really not taking it well I'm not even a Kobe fan but boy the loss of young lives on top of that really made it difficult that's it for this week's edition of the drive we will see you here next week and all week on social media it's the NFL offseason but on pick six part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network the football season never stops Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.